We're always interested in what you have to say about our live broadcasts. Please share your comments on our Facebook page or websites. The one and only amazing DJ Julius Irvin. Doc, you you on here with us? Oh yeah, Larry, I'm here. I'm here. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm 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 amazed. I'm honored right now. I'm really blessed that you're on the show. And um, we have the opportunity to speak with you today, Doc. Um, you know, you're you're a legend, man. You're you're. We see you a lot, but we we feel like we don't hear from you a lot, man. So it's just it's a blessing to have you on the show today. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm happy to be here with you. You know, legend is kind of like an overused word. I, I think just a, people start talking about anybody who plays in the league is a legend just because you know they got just they got a cup of coffee in the league. Right. So I've always kind of held legend at a very high standard. So I, I, I appreciate being called that when I was growing up, you know, I looked at Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain and, and Oscar Robertson and, and, and those guys, Elgin Baylor in particular, who I kind of tried to pattern my game after. And, and those guys to me were the legends and, you know, all the rest of us, we were just trying to, we just trying to get there. <laughs> well, no, no, you, you not only got there, like for those who don't know, kids who might not know, they know who you are, but they might not actually know the impact that you had on the game. You, to me, and this may just be my opinion, may, but to me, you were the LeBron James of your time. You know, you were the best passer, yeah. the best scorer. Your, your your intellect and IQ was just above, you know, skyrocket above everybody else, and um, it showed. Um, how you were able to win at such a high le- level in in whatever league you played in. <laughs> so that was part of my well, blessing to be able to, you know, always have good teams and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and be on winning teams and, you know, win almost 70% of our games over the uh, course of the ABA and NBA career. And, uh, I mean, there's only a handful of people who've been able to do that. So, you know, winning was very important, and maybe we we don't have as many championships as others. You know, three 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 runner ups and three wins, uh, so we might not have six or seven or eight or, or, or whatever. But you know, individuals don't win championships. I think uh, teams win win championships, and uh, right. when you get it all together in that particular year, you know that's when it's when it's your time. To uh, to garner the, the award to to be the last man standing as as we say, but nonetheless, you know everybody can't win in a given year. I mean, you know, shoot, and like right now it's thirty teams, so you know one team wins and and twenty nine teams go back to the drawing board. But right. that doesn't mean that you know their year was a failure or you know that that they didn't accomplish something because. You know, the game is such today that it is uh, high-level entertainment. You know, people people want to go to the game to, to be brought up out of their seats, uh, see something maybe they haven't seen before, somebody do on, on the basketball court, or just to mix and mingle, you know, with the, the other people who, who, who are there at the game. So, so it's so much more to the experience than just coming away with the win. But you and I both know, when we start that game, we're trying to get the win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the end goal to the game. But just like as you said, um, the entertainment factor, and I think that's what sets you apart as well from 
every other player was the fact that, you know, at, there's a quote um, by Johnny Kerr that told uh, ABA historian uh, Terry Pluto. He said, a young Julius Irvin was like Thomas Edison, that he was inventing something new every night. So, you know, your creativity is how you were able to go out there and just be so uh, creative on the floor is just amazing. Talk about that a little bit. How how did you become so creative? And where did that come from? Was it just an act or? Well, I, I have to tell you, you know, I, I used to talk to uh, talk basketball, like you're talking about basketball IQ, and part of that is using your brain and not just your body. But I used to talk and say, you know, Guy said, "Why do you do that? How do you, why, why do you, why did you do what you did?" And that made me think. Why did I do what I did? Well, there must be a reason, you know. It just didn't happen. And right. I, I started answering by saying, "You know, I used to look for the daylight, and and uh, I I see, you know, I might get the ball on the wing, and I could see nine other players out there. Four of them were mine." But the five others, you know, they were all trying to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. So I right. find the daylight, and I, you know, I might, you know, maybe think to the right and come back to the left, and then, you know, make a hard dribble and then go forward and, and just follow the daylight, knowing that daylight would be my path to the basket. And if I mm-hmm. got there, and you know, maybe there was a Larry Saunders back there trying to block my shot or whatever, <laughs> I have to make a choice yeah. <laughs> now. Is this gonna be mano or mano, or you know, am I drop it off to his man and grab his waist and kind of pull him towards me so he can't go yeah. block the guy's shot? You know, so right. you know, one of those plays. So all that stuff is happening in milliseconds. You know, it's not like it's not like you know you you, you planned it all out the night before because you didn't plan it all night the night before. You just planned to you know try and be healthy you know, to eat properly, you know, get your rest and, you know, get your focus on the, the, the task at hand that night. And and I wanted to play every night. I mean, I, you know, I, I ain't know nothing about no load management, man. <laughs> you know, right, right, like, right. I want to play every night. I want to get in front of these fans every night and I want to give them a show. Right, right. And guard, and guard the best player on the other team. <laughs> so you definitely, you definitely gave me so dot, and that was it was amazing. Even just to watch the highlights now, I can imagine actually sitting in those arenas and seeing it firsthand, and not knowing what you were going to do, uh, taking it under the <laughs> basket, <laughs> and do you know? I tried. Yeah. I've been trying to move for a long time. Actually, I accomplished it one time in high school. Uh, I don't have the footage, dot. <laughs> I'm there to show you, but I think I might have pulled it. Before. But no, I believe man. you, bro. I believe I see you. I see you when you're doing your work. I see you. You know. Yeah, you still be trying. You be trying stuff. But no, I really, I that's, I really appreciate that impact that you had. Um, you know, you have on the game, and you know, digging into Dr. J is is dope. We're gonna do that. But I, I want to talk about Julius Irvin the second as well. You know, mm-hmm. and that's I'm I'm the second. You know, I was named after my father, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Just talking about that, you know, a little bit about, you know, your upbringing, you know, your parents, and uh, you want to speak on your relationship with them a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I'd be uh, very proud and honored to do that. You know, uh, my my mom and dad, they had three kids, and uh, me, my older sister, and my younger brother, uh, they separated when I was about nine, 
So that left me with, you know, a 12-year-old sister and a 6-year-old brother and, and mom. And we lived in a housing project in Hempstead, Hempstead Long Island, you know. And, uh, they, they tore down the building. The last time I went there, it was gone, and they had some, you know, they had some row houses uh, up there. So it started to look more like Philly than it did the old projects that we used to live in. But there was a park right across, the, not even across the street. I mean, it was connected to the projects. It was called Campbell Park. And I spent a lot of hours uh, out there. And uh, my mother was, you know, one of 14 children. My father was one of 11 children. So I had a lot of aunts and uncles. And, they, you know, to, to a degree, maybe I didn't miss my father as much because, you know, they separated and then he was killed in a car accident two years later. And uh, so that was as tragic as it was. It probably wasn't as hard as it would have been if he was in the house with us, you know, day to day, night to night. But uh, but the uncles, you know, the uncles stood up, you know, and, and uh, you know, another tragedy happened because my favorite uncle, who was my brother's, my, my mother's youngest brother, uh, Philip Abney, you know, he ended up he ended up passing, and and you know, so suddenly, you know, men in my life having a role and then being gone or whatever mm-hmm. was somewhat dramatic. And I think you know what you know how Larry just said, you know, if something don't if it don't kill you, it make you stronger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those things they they didn't kill me. They made me stronger. They made me more focused on the tasks at hand, whether it was school or whether it was after-school jobs or whether it was helping the family or, you know, coming to understand things better as a right. as a young man. And, um, yeah. you know, for, for me, I, I it's not that you wanted those things to happen, but the fact that they did, you know, you want to have a takeaway. You want to sit something, you know, there, there was a takeaway there. And, and and when I've channeled my energies in basketball, I always felt like my brother's spirit, because we lost him when he was 16 to lupus, and mm-hmm. my father's spirit and my uncle's spirit, that was with me. So it was like, hey, right. it's three against one, dude. You ain't got no chance. Right. You know, because you four <laughs> oh, against yeah. one, because I got yeah. all this, all this built up inside of me and pent up inside of me, and, and uh, you know, and, and it was, it was, it was strengthening. I mean, it really, you know, made me feel, feel stronger. It helped me with my endurance, my stamina, my, and my physicality. I mean, I wasn't the biggest, strongest guy out there, but you know, you ask all those guys who I threw down on or whatever, it wasn't about physical strength. It was about, you know, timing and execution and, and then going and, and obviously having the big hand and being able to move the ball around so they didn't know it, so they wouldn't catch it. And uh and there was a pride factor associated mm-hmm. with it. I, I um you know, I wanted my mom to be proud of me. I wanted my sister to be be proud of me. I wanted my girlfriend to be proud of me and then later my wife you know, to be proud because I felt like I was always representing the family uh, when when I was out there. But you know, we had yeah, we had very very humble uh, beginnings, and uh, I still go back. You know, I still go back to to Long Island. I go back to that old neighborhood, and uh, you know, there's still some people around, <laughs> believe it or not. And the guy who was my coach and mentor, he's the one who's really around because he's he's like. Let's see, I was 73, so he's probably 80 now. And when I was a, a 
pre-teenager, he coached me, and he was only 19. And he, he kind of stayed in the community, became the mayor in the community, a guy named Don Ryan, and with the, with the Hempstead Salvation Army. And he's still around. Last time I went there, actually, our mutual friend Nancy Lieberman uh, built a basketball court for me in, uh-huh. uh, in East Meadow, uh, New York. And Don wow. came out, and he bought, he bought a lot of the old troops around, Al Williams and, you know, different people who I used to play with. Uh, when I was a kid, he bought them around, man, and it was it was very uplifting, you know, kind of like if you went back to your hometown and, you know, you just had a crew that, that came out just to say, hey, man, thanks for making our, our community look good. Thanks for making us look good, and thanks for making us feel good, and we hope you feel good forever. Right, right. No, that's amazing. That's amazing, Doc. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that story and um and touching on those points and getting deep. I know that um that is traumatic. You know, I think on this show we we talk a lot about trauma and mental health and um you know, one thing that I think is very prevalent that stands out is, you know, um we can't we can't affect we can't always affect what happens to us. You know, the impact of things that happen mm-hmm. to trauma. But our perspective mm-hmm. is what really changes us from the hero or the villain, you know, in our own yeah. lives. You know, are you going to be the hero yeah. or the villain in life? And it's all dependent upon your own perspective. So it's so, um, I think it's so enlightening and uh, so pivotal for you, you know, when you tell these stories and people understand where you come from and how you've accomplished so much, because, you know, you can think that it was paved out for you. Um, and so a lot of people who are in um, unfortunate situations feel as if, uh, they don't have the cards to play the game. And I always say you do. you got the cards to play the game no matter what. You just got to play yeah. your cards. Trouble sleeping? Feeling a lot of pain? So stressed out you're anxious all the time? Feeling down and depressed? Just need a little bit more energy and focus in the morning? That's where we come in. We are here to help at Zar Wellness. Czar Wellness is where people come first to get the highest quality, highest standards, and unbelievable pricing. At czarwellness.com, you can get gummies, topicals, oils, and smokables. It's all legal. We ship nationwide. Welcome to Czar, where people come first. Find us at czarwellness.com. Are financial challenges holding you back? Are you getting denied for personal or business funding? Do you dream of a brighter financial future? Life's journey shouldn't be hindered by credit woes. Join National Credit Resources with our easy three-step process to financial freedom. Sign up at nationalcreditresource750.com. Our personalized approach aligns directly with our core value, integrity. We offer a money-back guarantee contract and financial literacy through the process. Go to nationalcreditresource750.com. Join the countless individuals who've reclaimed their financial independence through National Credit Resources. Take that crucial step towards a brighter tomorrow. National Credit Resources is your trusted partner, and we are one nation under credit. Start your credit journey at nationalcreditresource750.com. 
We're always interested in what you have to say about our live broadcasts. Please share your comments on our Facebook page or websites.